Welcome to Money Smarts, a podcast of Summit Credit Union, where we connect people and inspire action to create member and community wealth. As a not-for-profit financial cooperative, Summit Credit Union exists to improve our members' lives and help them reach their dreams. Our Money Smarts podcast is just one way we engage members in the community in conversations about money that inspire you to spend smart, save more, and take action to build a richer life. Welcome to Money Smarts. I'm Amy Crow, the Financial Education Specialist at Summit Credit Union, and your host for our time together today. We're delighted to have Heidi LeHue here today, owner of a small business called Rekindled, to here to talk about her journey to bring a mobile pop-up shop to our area. Welcome, Heidi. Hey, thanks. So happy to be here. Awesome. I am thrilled to be able to talk to you today because you are the owner of Winnie. That's right. <laughs> a mobile pop-up RV. Yes. That pops up all around the Madison and Milwaukee area with wonderfully crafted, curated products that you have created yourself. You're awesome. That's sweet. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that you have somehow found. I mean, you. I look, I look at your. I look at the stock inside Winnie, and I say to myself, "Where the heck did she find that?" <laughs> Everywhere, yep. Because it's totally calling to me, and Aww. I want all of it right oh, now. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, Winnie is. Um, I think a lot of people recognize Winnie before they recognize me. And a matter of fact, they know her name more than they know mine. Generally, it's like, oh, you have the Winnie. Yeah, that's me. I'm Heidi. Um, <laughs> and it's been a process. It's been so fun, like to look back where I started and then where I am now, and the, how the products have changed, and how the inventory has rotated, and bringing on other small businesses. It's been such a cool ride. So when did it start? So I actually started my business in 2012. I had worked uh, in a corporate office, like many people. I managed a call center, and then I managed a sales team, and I was in sales. And it was just not really, if you know my personality, um, cubicles were not fit for me. I don't think I was cut out to do that. And the timing was perfect. We were expanding our family, and my husband worked at the same company. And I said, honey, I, I really think I need to quit my job stay home, let's start our family, and then I want to start a business. And he said, okay, well, you can do that. So I did it, like, right there. I quit right there. Oh, wow. And he's like, well, That's I didn't. jumping. Yeah, he said, I didn't mean for you to quit right now. I said, well, too late. So nothing like being thrown right in, right? So that was in 2012, and that was when, you know, Pinterest was a big deal, and everybody had these uh, palette projects and learning chalk paint and stuff. And so my business was very crafty from the beginning. And it was, um, I guess, just me trying to find my place. And so it gave me some time to teach myself how to be better at all the things. I bought tons of tools. I taught myself how to use them, um, saws and whatever. Um, So it wasn't something like you learned when you were little how to use equipment like that? Not really. My dad was a contractor, so I watched it you know, my whole life. He built custom log homes that were, you know, just to die for. So I watched my dad forever. uh, But I didn't really care for it. Yeah, it wasn't like my gig. Um, But then once I got my hands dirty, it was almost like I was meant to do that. You know, I just I loved learning. I loved building things. And they didn't always turn out. You know, a lot of times they were pretty junky. And then I just got better and better and better. And I learned how to paint furniture. And um, I got a better eye for things, you know, vintage and, and whatnot. So, yeah. So it started in 2012. Um, I wanted to be different. I wanted to find a way to stand out from everybody else. When you go to craft shows or markets and events, there are seas of white tents. Everybody yes. has the same setup. And so it's so hard to be different. Nobody really sees you for what you know your inventory what you have so 
what better way to be different than to buy a 24 foot RV and cut a hole in it and make a deck and build all the things, right? So that set me apart. (laughs) Well, and it was a little bit of an adventure to try and find her. Oh, man. So yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, we could write a book about the adventures of just well, finding. You tra- yeah, maybe someday. We'll talk about that. <laughs> okay. Um, so it all started actually, I bought my kids a toy Winnebago. It was uh, just a vintage metal Tonka truck. And I just gave it to them to play with. And the boys were outside one day and I just loved that boxy shape. It was perfectly rectangular. I just kind of imagined camping and something like that and how cool it would be to be in like a tiny home almost. So I watched them play and I said to my husband, you know, that truck could be a mobile store. And he, you know, he knows me well enough. And he said, yeah, no, Heidi, we're not doing that. And I said, well, <laughs> we don't have to, but I kind of feel like I want to do that. Mm-hmm. So I bought another one of those toys, somehow found one, and I cut it apart and I used popsicle sticks and built all the furniture and kind of like cultivated my dream inside this toy. And um, I finally showed it to him and wrote my business plan. And he said, well, that doesn't sound so bad. (laughs) So that's how it all started, was literally in that toy. So did you go and use area resources to write your business plan? Funny enough, um, Summit was where I found um, all of my help. I went to school for business. um, But I feel like real life experience and what you learn in a classroom are so drastically different. When it, you know, I wrote many business plans when I was in school, and I so I had a good grasp on what what you needed, but I don't think I really knew what the bank would be looking for when it came when push came to shove. Thank gosh, I was here, you know, at Summit to do that because Julie, who I worked with, gave yeah. me so much feedback on, okay, this is great, Heidi, but we're going to need more of this, and she just walked me through that whole thing. Um, And I remember, I'll never forget the day I took that toy Winnebago and that business plan to Julie and I set it on her desk. And she looked at me like I lost my mind. Like, this is what you're doing? Holy crap. You know, and then she was just digging in and I could see the excitement and that she was you know, happy to be a part of the whole process. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So it was you kind of so cool. went from one of those white tents yeah. to this mobile experience. Big time. That, yeah. That brands who you are and what you do mm-hmm. in itself. It really does. And having such a strong um, core product base of vintage stuff, I felt like I couldn't just do anything. You know, it couldn't be just any truck. It had to be something that gave you a feeling. You know, I don't think we buy things based on what you see alone or price alone. When you come into the Winnebago, it it's like, um, I don't know, it's like this feeling that you get some nostalgia, you know, you I think about. I would agree. Yes. yes. And I think people buy based on that feeling, that comfort, um, the smells that you get when you're inside the truck of the different candles and, and things. It just, it makes you feel very comfortable so that you can see those products in your home or you think about that friend you're buying a gift for. Um, the Winnebago does all of that. I don't, you know, I'm just kind of the vessel. Um, but she really just gives off this crazy shopping feeling. Do people look at it and kind of go, what is that? Can I, can I get in there? <laughs> yes. Like, can I walk in that? All the time. I mean, seriously. So here's what I always tell people. Little kids and old men love the truck itself. <laughs> So I get the question, what kind of engines in it? How much gas do you, you know, what's the gas mileage? What kind of transmission is in there? And it's funny to talk to, you know, older men who 
have worked on trucks, you know, they're mechanics, they like to get their hands dirty. And to have that conversation with them and be able to speak to that has always yeah. just been so much fun. Little kids love to come sit in the front seat, of course, and look out the big windows and the steering wheel is like twice their size. Aww. And they love that. Um, but it gives them really does give them that experience. Yeah, you know, the moms then can relax and they can look around and enjoy it while the kids usually hanging out with me eating candy and Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> it is really fun. So what's a day in a life look like for you? Because obviously you have to spend time curating and finding and crafting and making and oh yeah. my goodness, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. It really is. Um, I guess, you know, knowing a little bit about me probably helps answer that question better. Um, I don't sleep a lot. I really don't enjoy downtime. I don't, you know, when people say, oh, I'm going to curl up with a good book, that makes me sick to my stomach. I can't, I mean, I love good books, but to sit down for an hour would just kill me. I can't do that. So I'm a go, go, go kind of person anyway. Um, but I'm also balancing my family and my business. And so during the day, as a stay-at-home mom, I can do all the things with the kids. We bake cookies, we decorate, we go shopping, we take care of the groceries and the dog. And then, you know, at night when they're sleeping, that's when I really focus on my business. You'll often get replies to my emails at one in the morning, or I'm sewing in the basement trying to be quiet at one in the morning. That's just kind of what I do. Um, but I also find ways during the day to include the kids and all that stuff. They love this Winnebago. They think it's like their clubhouse. Aww. I know. My daughter Michaela calls it the Bego. Um, so she'll always say, Mom, let's go work in the Bego. Aww. And I'll give them a stack of things and stickers and they price stuff. Or they, um, you know, my son this summer was helping paint and polyurethane and cleaning things. And, you know, they really have gotten involved in the whole process. So it's really just a balance well, for what works best. created little entrepreneurs in them. I hope so. From a very young age. And yeah. that's not that's not only just being a small business owner. That's an entrepreneurial spirit in terms of creating and crafting and yeah. you know, not being on the video games and being yeah. interested in those types of things. So, you know, a lot of times people try and figure out if they're going to run a small business when they're an adult or in their second life. That's right. Cultivating entrepreneurism in kids is so critical to their, you know, brain power and what they potentially might be able to feel like they can do yeah. in their lives. Yeah. That I just love that that you that you do that with them because it's teaching them so much more. Yes. I don't think for me anyway, I I couldn't imagine doing it any other way. Um, for a couple of reasons. Um, I don't think the you know, what society sees as the typical job. I don't think that's the right path for everybody. Yeah. I think there are entrepreneurial people who start at that young age. Um, I want them to see that their mom works really hard and that she loves what she does and they can do it too. You know, it's not, I don't have to go to work at eight and come home at five. That works for a lot of people. I can't do it. I can't sit still long enough. I see it in my oldest son, Mason. He's nine and he is super squirmy, wormy and so creative. So what better way to kind of wrangle that than give him a board mm -hmm. and a screw gun and teach him how to, you know, start using those skills. He loves it. He's responded so well to that. And while we're doing those things, it's funny the conversations that come up. You know, they open up and they tell you about school and they talk about their feelings and so getting them involved has been awesome. I oh, love it. I love it. Yeah. So when you're creating and, and curating, how do you pick the products that you have in Winnie? It's so funny. Everyone, I, I feel like I remember the moment I saw or touched or um, looked at 
every single thing I've curated. Um, it's important to me to find small businesses who have a like mind, a hard work ethic, um, and who are doing great things. That's very important to me. Um, I'll, I wore this bracelet today. Uh, Branded Collective is a company out of Tennessee, and they their story is so incredible. They are um, working at bringing awareness to human trafficking. Oh, Yes. Yeah. And so they employ all women who are survivors of human trafficking. And um, the story alone is amazing. But the people who the women who've started this business, the quality of jewelry is just phenomenal. And what a great gift. What an awesome piece to wear. Something to talk about. The Winnebago has given me such a platform for that. But I do. I remember a Sunday um, I was scrolling through Instagram because, you know, that's kind of what we do. And for some reason, my phone froze on their one of their photos. I thought, yeah, what's going on with my phone? And I, it was almost like one of those moments where God said, stop, look, I'm yeah. showing you something. It's very blatant. It's in your face. Stop. And I looked and I thought, gosh, what beautiful jewelry. And then my phone unfroze. And I thought, well, if that's not a sign... I'm not really sure what is. And then I reached out to them and, and kind of, everything on the truck happened that way. I really feel wow. like it was just strategically placed. Um, but it becomes like you you meet one business who knows another business who you saw at a market who, you know, the more you get involved in it, the more great people you meet. And there are so many artists um, crafters, small business people who are just looking to grow their business too. It's out there. You don't need to go onto Amazon to buy all those things. You can just get them. Well, locally. you're creating amazing partnerships with people, right? Totally. I mean, we all want to connect. We all want to help each other. We all want to lift each other up, right? Yeah. And so your business is not only what you craft yourself and create, right? but you're cre- like you said, you're creating this platform of connection with other businesses. Yeah, I, that's a great way to put it. I am in charge of the Winnebago. Um, that's what I'm good at. I'm good at finding vintage. I'm good at making old things beautiful. I can't make candles. I cannot make jewelry. I cannot craft vintage looking greeting cards. I can't do it. I would love to. But why would you want to even try when there's so many talented people out there who you can lift up to at the same time? So that was the whole point. Um, I will stick to what I'm good at and uh, you know, stay in your lane. That's what yeah. I always say. Like, here's my lane. Heidi, yeah. stay in your lane. And then bring along all the other people at the same time. So when you look at things like the t-shirts uh, from Matted Ink and Doa Deer is so good at the tea towels and the jewelry and all the things, it's just cool to know that I know who made that. She has two kids. She's busting her hump. Their family, you know, don't email on Sunday morning because I know they're going to church. Um, it's just a cool world yeah. to be in. Well, and you were just over at Booth 1 in 21 in Monona, yes. a wonderfully crafted store who yeah. pulls folks together. Big time. And you had Winnie out there. Yeah. So um, Leah and Becky have owned that store. They just had their fourth birthday party. And I've been lucky enough to be there as a vendor inside for just over three years already, I think. Um, so I have a ton of vintage and, and curated things in the store. But they have over 100 vendors, too. Small local businesses that they support and bring their work to the public. So they invited me to come and they've done that so many times. And it's the same concept. Mm-hmm. Other business owners who are really just looking to encourage and support and grow other businesses. It really is that community over competition concept. Yeah. And it's awesome. And you've been at the Madison Night Market. Yes. Oh man, there's the Saturday is another is the last Madison Night Market. Same thing. 
streets lined and filled with local vendors that, you know, you just don't think about. So easy to run to Target and grab a gift for somebody. But there are literally hundreds, if not thousands, right here in our area that could supply such a better quality of product um, and a more thoughtful gift. That have, you know, a person's value system behind it and they have something that's crafted and it's, yes. Unique. You can't find it everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yep. Absolutely. You have so many unique products and yeah, it's, what's your, what's the top two favorite products that you have? Oh man. That either you've created. Oh. Like, you know, Ooh, good one. like have you, you know, hammer and nails and, you know, but then you were almost like, I don't really want to sell this, but I really, you know, yeah. I am. Uh, there's a lot of those. My husband is like, Heidi, we have a piece of furniture against every wall in the house. Stop it. Um, but for me, like, I love that old things have a story. Mm. You know, oftentimes when you buy an old dresser or something with a mirror, behind that is a newspaper from the 1920s. Um, or you can see the intricate dovetailing. Fit. You know, that furniture to me is just so incredible. It tells such a beautiful story. So really what gets me the most is the vintage. That's why I stick to that. Um and I love, you know, there are vintage pieces that they, they just need to be upgraded. Yeah. So I do paint furniture. I know that's kind of like a, you know, some people agree with that. Some people don't. I won't paint a piece that is in good condition, you know, just throw it back into the house. Um, but I, I do like taking an older piece and creating it for a modern home. That's one of my favorite passions. I love, love, love that. Um, but I do, I have to say that, you know, of all the curated things that are in the truck, Really, the branded jewelry has gotten my heart because I feel like it's such a heavy topic that we have a hard time talking about. And for me to be able to share that with thousands, tens of thousands of people Mm -hmm. every year has been a huge blessing. I think that's just awesome. Yeah, you're being able to serve people and share and bring awareness through your business. And And it not only allows you to be, you know, your entrepreneur and to spend time with your kids and to create, you know... I, I pause to say work-life balance because you're up at 1 a.m. doing yeah. things. Um, but I think also that work-life balance thing, it's its different to everybody, right? Oh, for sure. No, listen, 99% of the population could never run on my schedule because it's just not normal. I get it. I'm not... I'm not cut from the same cloth as most people, but I think everybody has to find that balance in order to be proud of your work, in order to be happy with what you're doing. Um, you know, everybody chases what they see on social media. We were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Everybody chases that perfect photo. Everybody chases the super clean house and all these things. But the reality is it doesn't work for everybody. Um, you may not know that that photo, curated photo, had 10 helpers and a nanny and an assistant and a cleaning lady all behind the scenes. Yeah. Well, that doesn't work for all of us. It certainly doesn't work in my house. Yeah. <laughs> so there's this really great quote that I found when I was researching you for our interview from Channel 3000. It literally gave me chills. Oh, no. I'm going to cry. I know it. Well, that's why, that's why there's Kleenex. Okay. You said, I have a daughter now but I'm not giving up on my dream. I'm just not. See, look, you're totally going to make me cry already. Okay, that makes me cry only because um, I did give up for a little while. Like, that's kind of reality. I think everybody, it's so hard. It really is hard starting a business. Nobody, you know, there's not a plan for it. There's not like a book that says A to B to C. That is not how it works. Um, Plus, when you're growing a family, like, that makes it that much more difficult. And so I had, we had our boys, Mason and Max, and they were so boy, 
Yeah. You're very boy, like playing in the dirt, just doing their thing. Super easy kids. They were so sweet. Um, and then you have this little girl that comes along and it's almost like, I don't know, reality just kind of smacks you a little bit as a mom. I don't know if that works the same for everybody. Well, you have a daughter. You kind of know how this works. Yeah. And it was almost like, you know, I had let life win and I put everything on the back burner because I thought I was doing the right thing. And then I realized this little girl is going to be looking up to me for all the things, everything that I do, not only um, how I love my husband or how I treat my kids or how I make spaghetti sauce. You know, she's going to see all that, but she's going to see if mom decides to quit. I I want her to do and follow in the footsteps of the example that I lead. So quitting did not was not an option anymore. The back burner didn't exist anymore. It was like this smack of reality, yeah. you know, that kind of comes tumbling in. And I'm thankful for that. I'm really thankful for that because, you know, I may have just put it off too long and then the opportunity would have passed by yeah. and I would have never known. Yeah. Um, so I remember that moment. I, you know, I had kind of a difficult pregnancy with her. We went in early to have her. Um, I had the Winnebago. I, I finally landed on the Winnebago and it was home. Um, and I had the mini Winnie, but there were still all these obstacles. And I remember being in the hospital. Um, she was in the NICU oh. and my, my family was there. Everybody was there. And I said to my dad, um, go take that mini Winnie and that big Winnie and you take it to the fabricators because I'm, I'm doing it. And he's like, what? I said, well, I can't drive it, dad. Like I have 50 staples in my belly right now. You have to go take it. So we did. And it was just like, I mean, it was just the start of this huge thing. I didn't know. I didn't know what it was going to create. So there, there, now I'm crying. Oh my gosh. That's just just bravery and courage and the, Mm. the tenacity to be like, I'm just going to keep doing this. Right. You know, and, and you pulled in the help that you needed at the time. Yep. And you had already start, started the the wheels in motion to to have all these things happen, right? Yeah. And that's just just so amazing about your personality to be, be able to be like, hey, we're just going to keep going, you know? And I got to find that balance and I'm yeah. going to figure out what's best for me and I'm going to pull in the people who are going to help me to do it. Yep. And we're just going to keep moving on the journey. Yeah, you have to. I mean, it's like if we waited for life to be perfect, what would we accomplish ever? Nothing. I mean, really. If I if I waited until the house was quiet enough for me to make dinner, nobody would eat. Yeah, like I make dinner in the middle of chaos, and that's just the way it is. It's the same concept with with a small business, especially you know starting a small business. You have to be willing to put in the work. Yeah, and hustle, and and don't let all these other distractions, obstacles get in your way. You'll never do it. Yeah, and you know you get. I tell people all the time, you get one shot at this life. You just get one. And you don't know how long it's going to last. So why would you not just do all of the things in your life that make your life that much more rich? I mean, take advantage of all the opportunities. Do the things. Be tired. Yeah. It's okay. You get, you know. Well, and then you have the barriers of money. Yes. Oh, Big so, time. So, you know, not getting too personal, but share a little bit about, gosh, you bought a Winnebago. I know. <laughs> and your dad went to go get it from out west. Oh, my gosh. Like, I don't know, Julie helped yeah. you with, you know, some, a couple of different things. But, you know, as you're curating and you're like, you got to buy the tools and yep. you got to have the stock to be able to, you know, repurpose the furniture. And tell me a little bit about the ups and downs of just that financial journey. Yeah. I think, um, you know, being an open book for me has 
been the best approach I could take to it. So talking with the bank, talking with my husband, and just being realistic. There is there's something to be said about having a dream. And then there's also reality, right? So there's a fine line that you have to walk and plan, plan, plan. So when I started my business in 2012, I was fortunate enough that I was able to take all of the money, which really was not very much, that I was making through my business and squirrel that away. My husband worked full time. He was successful at what he did. So he was able to support our household while I was just constantly tucking what little money I was making at these little Pinterest projects. Um, so I saved up all the money I could to buy my first RV. I bought it in California. Um, I paid a shipping company to go get it. Oh, wow. Um, and when they got there, it was an empty field. What? I had 100% been scammed. Um, thankfully, I didn't give them all of the money up front. Uh, but the shipping company went. Ugh. So they I had to pay them. Well, that was all the money I had saved, you know. Um so that was like a huge deflator. But then, you know, you rally and you figure this back out again. And and so my dad said, Heidi, I found this Winnebago. It's exactly what you want. Which, by the way, I strategically picked this Winnebago. It's a 1972 because it's boxy. Uh-huh. And it's called a Winnebago Brave. Oh, what? Yep. I know. So they made a Brave, a Chieftain, and an Indian in that series of RVs. And very specifically, I wanted the word Brave to be with me everywhere I go, oh. because that's just such a huge message, I think, that you to encourage yes. other people about being brave. So my dad said, I found this RV. And I said, Dad, you did not. You live in this like gated mountain community. And this, there's no way this old rundown Winnebago's there. And he's like, I'm serious. I said, well, if it's there, then go buy it. Well, he did. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so he said, I went and I looked and the tires are good and the engine's incredible. I got the oil change. I'm driving out. And I said, what? So he did. Wow. He brought it back to Wisconsin. And um, I love my dad, but he's kind of a hippie, you know, like he's in that stage of life. I love that. So he's driving down the interstate, you know, Facebook Live, hanging out the window. No, he Facebook Live. Oh, it. yeah, he did. <laughs> And so we're all like, put your phone down, you know, you drive the RV, put your phone. <laughs> so he brought it all the way back and he couldn't have been more proud and more excited. You know, he, I, I think secretly it was a reason to see his grandkids. Um, but he will tell you today that was like one of the most fun two day road trips of his life because he got to drive this Winnebago across the country. Um, so when I got it here, the goal was Heidi's going to renovate this. Um, but I knew what I wanted to do to it. And I thought, well, I've. I mean, I built furniture, but I've never like ripped apart an I, RV. I'm like literally yeah. ripped literally, apart. Literally. Um, so I thought, well, what better way to do it than get a couple of cases of beer and invite all my friends over? <gasps> so we did. Um, so we everybody came over and we just started ripping and tearing everything out. And then I looked and the frame of the Winnebago was not really even attached to the chassis. Oh. And I realized if that wall comes down, you know, this could be bad news wow so I was good at a lot of things but I wasn't really good at like fixing a collapsed Winnebago so at that that was the point when I realized I'm totally in over my head um I could YouTube something I'm sure but this is silly this is you know um so really the investment in the Winnebago itself wasn't that great a few thousand dollars you can buy these old trucks you know um but where the chunk of the investment came was for the fabrication because yeah. I knew I wanted it done right. Um, you know, 
so it could last. So that's when we took the Winnebago up north. Uh, the company that actually finished the fabrication is called Cage Crow Fabricators. They've done tons of food trucks in the Madison area. Oh, wow. And even he was like, okay, wait, you want to what? Huh? You want to do what to this truck? I said, yeah, let's cut a hole and let's do all the things. Um, but they did it. They took on the project. Um, and they were able to do it over the winter so that it was ready in the spring. Wow. So that was perfect. Um, yeah. So when I was in the process of you know, figuring out what's the cost of this going to be. And then of course there's always changes and and additional costs. That's when summit came in super handy. Um, sat down with Julie. I told her my plan. Here's what I want to do. Here's what the cost is going to be. And she, you know, she saw the vision, but behind all that had to be the numbers, right? You have to put together your marketing plan and put together your budgets and your projections out five years, or I don't even know how long. Um, and, and that actually process helped me see what I needed to do in order to not only repay the loan on a timely basis, yeah. but to continue to grow my business. So that plan wasn't just to secure a loan to finish the renovation. It was to put you put the plan in action. Yeah. So it was super helpful for more than just, you know, being able to get a check to to finish the renovation on the truck itself. Wow. And then it becomes a balance of um, priority in your business, right? Yeah. You have to have stuff to make money, but then, um, you know, it's a 72 Winnebago. So the mechanic bills and the yeah. unpredictable things come up. So for me, it was finding a sweet spot for capital to constantly have money in the bank, um, working capital, and how can I leave some of that money alone mm-hmm. for the what ifs. Yep. And then this money is dedicated towards revolving inventory and yeah. always having fresh new stuff. Um, yeah. So it was kind of like this l- whole learning project. I just, you know, you just throw yourself into it. Yeah. So it's not only the journey of, you know, what are our personal finances in terms of our yeah. family? Yeah. You know, with your husband working full time and working off his income to be able to have you be able to do the things that you want to do to be able to save some money to bootstrap your business, to yeah. then want that loan, to find Winnie, to yes. pay for Winnie, to renovate Winnie. And then you journey into the having the savings and compartmentalizing your business money, just like you do your family's money for the things that you want to need and how to protect yourself, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like now I've gotten to the place with my business that it's it's becoming a sweeter um it's easier to manage the finances, <clears throat> excuse me, because I was smart about it at the beginning. Yeah. So, you know, if you have $1,000 in your business account, that does not mean you go spend $950 on cool new inventory because $50 is not going to get you very far. Even though you really want to spend some yeah. money on cool oh, new inventory. Totally. Or even like you saw a new pair of boots on sale. Let's just get, take that out of the business account. No big deal. But now it's to the point where I'm actually making a living off of my business. So I can pay for home remodel projects. I can buy, um, you know, furniture, kids' clothing. My big goal this year is to be able to, and I don't think my kids would listen to this podcast, is to surprise them for Christmas with a family vacation. But all of that comes from the business account, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's so cool that I can pay down our debt behind the scenes, um, you know, work at upgrading our home or taking the family on a trip, um, stuff that, you know, may not have been possible just with my husband's income is totally doable Mm -hmm. because now we're just smart with how that money is balanced and where it goes. And, and you just open yourself up to so many more possibilities Yes, and you're living your passion. Yes. You know, not only are you creative, but you get to help other artisans be creative 
And so it's almost this whole thing of like, what did you, did you really think when you started this journey that, that you'd be impacting so many people and helping them and lift them up in terms of their money and finances? No. But you've also yeah. lifted yourself up in terms of money and finances. Oh, I never, I never thought, never in my wildest dreams that I think that I would be able to bring in all of these talented people. One, I didn't think they'd want really anything to do with me. Like, you know, sometimes I don't think you realize your worth. You oh, know, you don't correct. realize that you are yeah. kind of cool and people do want to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, I didn't think that. I didn't realize the impact the Winnebago would have, how many doors that would open. Um, so as my business really grew and emerged quickly, I was able to bring on all these other people. Um, you know, and I still get thank you cards in all my packages, handwritten mm-hmm. from these small businesses, or just a random note that says, oh, thank you for posting that. I got five extra online orders because of it, or, you know, whatever. It's not, I'm not making anybody a millionaire, you know, but it's really about all of us working together yeah. so we can all succeed. Um, yeah, it's been so cool. I didn't, I did not anticipate that. That wasn't in the plan. Yeah. <laughs> the plan was, let's do some fun things. Let's yeah. create some fun things. Yeah. Yeah. And I really wish there was more time. I mean, I know I said I don't sleep, but I wish there were like 10 extra hours in the day because I think that the possibilities are just endless. You know, doing workshops out of the Winnebago. Oh, um, that would be fun. I would come. Yeah. Like teaching paint classes or how to vintage, how to find vintage things, just conversations or getting a group of entrepreneurs together and encouraging each other. Last year, um, I was able to rent the Winnebago out for weddings, and that was such a hoot. Wait, how did what did what did they use it for? Um, it was amazing. So we opened the deck, and in the in the back of the Winnebago, parsed it off, and it was an old fashioned bar. And if you know me, old fashions are my favorite. Oh. brandy old fashioned sweet. So bar in the back. The TV had their wedding video playing. The guest book was in there. And then I created a photo booth so they could sit in front and all take their uh, fun photos and stuff. And literally, this was outside of a huge barn. The DJ was inside. Well, the the band had to come outside because everybody was congregating around the Winnebago. Oh my gosh, so you fun. stole the wedding No, it was like a bigger of. wedding. Everybody came, out. <laughs> Everybody came out. It was just so great. But, you know, having more opportunities to do bigger things like that, I'd love to explore oh what gosh. rental. That's a you know, whole new product like. line for Big you. Big time. Oh, how fun. I keep saying maybe I need a fleet of Winnebago's. Oh my gosh. <gasps> Dreaming big, idea. huge. Yes. Oh my gosh. Big stuff. Well, where can, <laughs> okay, so I know this was a podcast and so it was, you know, depending on when people see or hear it, but there's probably a list of where they can find you somewhere on your social media yes. or websites. Uh, yes. Um, I'm always on Facebook and Instagram, of course. I think those are pretty common for everybody. So you'll see me talking about upcoming events on there. Uh, but my- Oh, and how can they find you? Because I don't think we've actually dropped the name of your business yet. Yeah, Rekindled and Company. Um, so on Facebook or Instagram, you'll find both Rekindled and Company on there. Um, my website, too, is just www.rekindled.com madison.com and on the very last tab of the website is always a list of events for each month so you'll be able to see where the winnie's at um if you're local i'm always i'm at booth 121 you can find tons of stuff there um or pick up the phone and call me and i have people at my house almost every day picking things up so oh my gosh that's so great so they can literally look and find your logo yeah on the pieces over at booth 121 yes oh my gosh that's so great yeah and all the other people that are there i mean it's it's a super fun store. You walk in the store and you're just like, which way do I turn? Yeah. Like you could, do, yeah. you, 
you're just slowly walking through it, right? What, yeah. What's there? What's, it's just it's such a great opportunity. You know, you're doing it mobily. Booth 121 has the brick and mortar store. Some people do the collectives online. Sure. And it's just, it's, it's so great to be able to see people collaboratively working together to build, to build themselves up. You yeah. Know, they're really owning it. They're really being, like you said, brave. Yes. And that's what's so authentic, I think, about, you know, the community in the state of Wisconsin is trying to really find ways to build people up mm-hmm. and to f- help them find local artisans and crafters yeah. who have visions and who have values like you do, who yeah. just want to share their passion with people, right? I think it's really almost like this new shopping movement, I yes. said, because I it's... it's um, almost like it's become trendy. I hate to even say that. Um, But it's almost like people are finally becoming aware of what you can purchase from a place other than the big box stores. And don't get me wrong, like we all shop at Targets and whatever. Um, But it's neat now that people are finally putting their money where their mouth is. Mm -hmm. And they say that they want to support small business, and now they're actually doing it. And this is like the perfect time of year for that. Yes. You've got all the the coworker gifts and the, um, you know, all the people in your family to buy for whatever. What a better way to really support these businesses and makers than that. Yeah. And you have an online shop. Can yes. they buy from you online? You certainly so can. So they don't need to go find Winnie somewhere if they don't yes. want to. Yes. And it's free shipping through the end of the year, which is crazy. I've never done that. So let's see oh. how this works out. I know. All right. So tons of our apparel, our jewelry, uh, makeup bags, a lot of vintage is not online only because that changes so yeah. often. Um, but again, people message me constantly. Hey, can I come over today? I want to pick up whatever yeah that's so great come on over any closing thoughts that you'd like to share with the folks listening I don't know who's listening so what I always tell everybody is if you you know if you doubt yourself if you have a dream and and there's just that little inkling of doubt you just have to snip it out like and I'll cry again look at what I'm doing Mm -hmm. um I do I feel so strongly that a dream is meant to chase you're supposed to do that. That's why we're here. Um, the world is a better place when when everybody is happy and doing the things that they want. So put it on paper. Do do your dream. Do you. And, and just go get it. I mean, there are obstacles. It's not easy. But it, all of them are obtainable. Oh, thank you so much for those closing thoughts. Oh, my gosh, thoughts. yes. Oh, Heidi, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having taking me. Taking time out of your busy, crazy schedule to be able to do that. And yeah. uh, I just really appreciate your time today. Thank you. I appreciate it. I love being here. It's awesome. Join us next time for our Money Smarts podcast to get more tips, tools, and advice on how you can own your money. Discover more Money Smarts at summitcreditunion.com. Like us on our Facebook page, tweet us or pin something from our Pinterest boards. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. And remember, it's your money. Own it. Own it.